In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Sunday Blessings This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that begins a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insights on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is a new voice, St. Ephraim of Edessa, or St. Ephraim of Syria. Similar to the biographies of many of the fathers of the church, little is known of his background. He was born in the year 306 in Nizabais, present-day Nusaybin, Turkey, to Christian parents and baptized later in his youth. He lived a devout Christian life, and some historians contend he attended the Council of Nicaea with the Bishop of Nezabais, and afterwards served as chief catechist at the bishop's catechetical school. Ephraim is known to have spent time listening to St. Basil the Great, who ordained him as a deacon. Basil wanted Ephraim to become a priest, and some accounts present that Basil wanted him as a bishop in the metropolitan see of Caesarea in the province of Cappadocia. Ephraim declined both invitations and continued to serve the church as a deacon. Political tensions and eventual battles led to Nizabais being surrendered to the Persian Empire, sparking an exodus of many Christians, including Ephraim, from Nizabais to Edessa, present-day Sanli Urfa, or commonly known as Urfa, Turkey. In Edessa, he founded a catechetical school while living a very austere life, regularly assisting with distributing food for the poor and caring for the sick. He died in the year 373. Throughout history, the deacon of Edessa has been given many titles, and among them, Harp of the Holy Spirit is perhaps the most appropriate as he wrote much poetry and hymns that were incorporated into the sacred liturgies of the East. He also penned numerous commentaries on sacred scripture, 
as well as catechetical tracts on the sacraments, especially the Most Holy Eucharist and penance, along with other topics such as church unity, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Incarnation, and the Passion and Sufferings of Jesus. This Sunday, we listen to an excerpt from his work entitled Commentary on Tatian's Diatessaron, pondering the gospel episode proclaimed at Mass today. The podcast description also contains a link to an article posted on my blog that reflects on the word pity and its use by Jesus in the Gospels. And now, from St. Ephraim of Edessa. If you are willing, Lord, you can cleanse me. The leper had thought that he was observing the law like Elisha, for Elisha had not gone forward to Naaman. The Lord resolved this doubt in that he touched him in order to show that the law was not an obstacle to him who had constituted the law. Or, the leper was certainly thinking that the Lord was a stranger to the law, so he healed him both secretly and openly at the same time, lest he, who was healed corporally, be wounded spiritually. Go, show yourself. This was for the sake of the priests, for the leper was afraid to touch him, lest he defile him. But the Lord touched him to show him that he would not be defiled, he at whose rebuke the defilement fled from the defiled one. Did not Moses carry Joseph's bones? When God chose him, did he not indeed make him a leper when he said to him, Put your hand into your bosom? Samson ate honey from the dead body of an impure animal. And when the jawbone of the dead ass, he was victorious and rescued Israel. Furthermore, God gave him water from the dead jawbone. He gave him to drink, and he was refreshed. Just as Paul has said, the law was not laid down for the just. What our Lord had shown the leper through a tangible experience, the woman of the hemorrhage knew through faith before any experience. The need for experience is for the stupid. Accordingly, our Lord was refuting two things. If he had not touched the leper, he would have been confirming the leper with regard to what he had conjured up in his thought, that the Lord was indeed afraid of leprosy. But if he had touched him, the other thought would have had free course in his mind, that he was a stranger to the law. Therefore, by stretching out his hand, he showed his divinity and drove impurity away. And by the word of his mouth, 
he showed his familiarity with the law and put flight to the possibility of being a stranger to it. Because this leper was a Jew, he had heard it said by the priests that this Jesus was opposed to the law and an en enemy to the Mosaic precept. Accordingly, he had thought that he was not positively disposed toward the healing of the Jews. If you are willing, you can cleanse me. The formula is one of the petitions, and the word is one of fear. That you are able to, I know, but whether you are willing, I am not certain. Therefore, our Lord showed him two things in response to this double attitude, reproof through his anger and mercy through his healing. For in response to, if you are willing, he was angry. And in response to, you can, he was healed. In order to cleanse the leper's soul of his unwise thoughts, just as he had cleansed his body from its defilement, he taught him, go to those corrupt ones who taught you, and make the offering for your purification as Moses prescribed, and do not speak of it to anyone, lest the priests think that it was because they had complained that he was pleasing them and offering the sacrifice. Be silent, he said, and when you draw near to them and they ask you how it was that you were healed, they will learn that I am concerned for the commandments of Moses, lest these be despised. If you are willing, you can cleanse me. This man was taking note that the Lord was not raising all dead people to life and that he was not healing all those who were blemished. He therefore thought, He is healing whomsoever he wishes. So he said to him, Lord, if you are willing, you can cleanse me. Through his anger, the Lord showed that he was healing without exception of persons. But because the leper had believed that if you are willing, you can, he showed that he does not spurn this faith. Moreover, the leopard had seen that the priests were not cleansing the lepers, but instead were burdening them by means of the prescriptions of the law concerning leprosy, and thus the service of the law was belittled in his eyes. Wherefore, he said, if you are willing, you can cleanse me. The Lord was angry with regard to this line of reasoning, and so he ordered, secondly, Go, show yourself to the priests, and fulfill that law which you are despising. The Lord also commanded him thus, because the leper had been thinking about him in this manner because he had seen him relax some elements of the law. It is also said that the Lord was not angry with him, but with his leprosy. 
If you are willing, you can cleanse me. So he stretched out his hand. In this stretching out of his hand was the abrogation of the law. For it is written in the law that whoever approaches a leper becomes impure. He himself did not approach the leper, but rather his right hand that was full of healing, and he extended it to him. Indeed, he did not show himself opposed to the law, as the scripture which follows narrates. He showed that nature was good, in that he repaired its defect. Because he sent him to the priests, he thereby upheld the priesthood. He also ordered him to make an offering for his cleansing. Did he not thus uphold the law as Moses had commanded? There were many prescriptions concerning leprosy, but they were unable to procure any benefit. Then the Messiah came and, with his word, bestowed healing and abolished these many precepts which the law had reckoned should exist for leprosy. Go, therefore, to the priests for their testimony, since it was prescribed for them that, before the cleansing, they must examine the leper, and after the cleansing, they must be witnesses. These things were the law of Moses in the Old Testament. The Messiah invoked them as testimony to his teaching, saying, As Moses commanded, so that these precepts would not take flight before him, but instead become his heralds before the people. St. Ephraim of Edessa, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.